Hi everyone, this is Gia, and I'm this week's host for the Creative Spiritual Journey podcast. I want to start off with this little poem my mom sent me a few days ago. It goes, The future lies before you like a field of fallen snow. Be careful how you tread it, for every step will show. I love that. It creates in my mind a picture of the winter season. And it's an interesting way to think about how and where we walk, especially in the winter when our tracks will show, maybe more in this season than any other. In my quest to walk deliberately with God, I want to live more seasonally, meaning I want to live in tune with the seasons. Or maybe a better way to say it would be to tune into the seasons. I believe the seasons are a gift from God They aren't accidental. When Alma was talking to Korahor, as recorded in Alma 30, he said, All things denote there is a God. Yea, even the earth and all things that are upon the face of it, yea, and its motion, yea, and also the planets which move in their regular form, do witness that there is a supreme creator. That's beautiful. All things denote there is a God. The beauty of the natural world isn't an accident, and for that matter, neither is the harshness or brutality of nature. I love nature. Mountains, deserts, seas, rivers, animals, sunsets, stargazing. But the earth's motion, the seasons, they have particularly grabbed my attention. They are dynamic repetitive, and predictable, but never stagnant. They play into our energy, what we eat, what time we get up, how we dress. They permeate our lives. I believe the seasons have meaning and purpose and that we can use them to our benefit. So when I say I want to tune into the seasons, I have a bunch of thoughts about what that means, as well as expectations and goals. I expect this list to evolve and change, but right now, when I say I want to live seasonally, here's what I'm thinking. As far as possible, I want to eat seasonally. I want to tune into the energy of the seasons and align my energy with them. I want to celebrate Christ in each season. I want to wonder at and question what Christ would have me learn from each season especially during the particular season of my life that I'm in right now. I want to find joy in the seasons by reveling in their unique qualities. I want to spend as much time as possible outside during every season. And I want to use the seasons to help me better cope with and understand life and the changes it brings. I believe living seasonally is one way we can find God in our lives. So here I am in the winter season, and ironically, Judy, being in the southern hemisphere, is in the summer. She told me this morning that she was out picking wild zinnias, which is so hard for me to believe. So if you find yourself in a different season from me, or if you live in a place without much change in the seasons, I hope you can transcribe or modify what I'm talking about for your circumstance. For example, 
I used to live in Half Moon Bay, California, which is on the coast, a 40-minute drive south from San Francisco. Half Moon Bay is generally somewhere between 50 and 70 degrees all year round. And in the summer, when everyone wants to come to the beach, it's always foggy and cold. In short, the season there is dramatically different from where I'm living right now in southeast Utah. So when I say seasons, go by the seasons where you live. Even next to the equator, where the daylight hours don't change, there are dry and wet seasons. Tune into those. But right now, for me, it's winter, and I'm asking myself what I'm getting from the season. And I have to take a deep breath here, because in my attempt to embrace the winter, I'm giving myself permission to slow down and not be in a hurry all the time, to walk every day, which I love, and to eat dinner earlier and go to bed earlier, both of which I find really hard. I'm also trying to outline a schedule for these podcasts, and I'm telling myself to create them spiritually first. But true to my nature, I'm finding myself freaking out. I'm thinking things like, I have to get these podcasts up, and what am I going to do, and who is going to listen, and do I have anything good to say, and, 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 (laughs) you get my point. So I'm telling myself to slow down. Take a deep breath. It's winter. Focus on what the season has to share. Here are some of my thoughts. I'm looking at the season to understand myself more. I believe the outside world is reflected in my spirit and body. So what do I find? I can already feel the days getting longer. Energy is expanding. This gives me hope. My ideas, my thoughts, my dreams have permission to expand as well. The earth in its infinite wisdom is encouraging me to grow my roots. I don't have to grow branches and leaves right now, just the roots. As I look at the seasons, I also see that they are nuanced and layered. One thing that adds depth and dimension to the seasons is the moon. Many ancient cultures have watched, tracked, and named the moons for millennia. And these names cross and overlap. If you look around on the internet, sometimes the January moon is called the snow moon. And in other places, the February moon is called the snow moon. That said, here are some of the names for the January full moon. The wolf moon, the snow moon, the storm moon, and the old moon. All of these names represent what the people were seeing or experiencing at the time of the moon. And as I studied these names, I had the thought that I could name the moons for myself, for me, for what I see and feel during that moon, what it represents to me. So the January full moon, I have named the Black Bear Moon. Let me explain why. When I was living on the east side of the Sierra in a little mountain town called Mammoth Lakes, I met a super cool man named Steve Searles. Steve became a renowned black bear expert without any formal training or even a high school diploma. He was merely a brave and daring observer. 
And one day he explained to me that on many occasions he has climbed into bear dens during the winter. Seriously, I'm telling the truth. He literally climbed into dens with bears inside. And what he told me is that black bears don't sleep the whole time they hibernate. Often they are in their dens awake. Calm and relaxed, I suppose, but they play with their cubs and roll around and do bear things. (laughs) So I have named the January moon the black bear moon. For me, it represents a period of time that is slow and relaxed, a home time. Or how about a a den time? (laughs) A time of lower energy. But I'm not just sleeping. Stuff is going on just at a slower pace and more at home, inside, or in the planning spiritual phase. Just to be clear, this isn't the only thing I could learn from the winter season, but it's what I have chosen to focus on for the January moon during this year and season of my life. You will see the difference here in the February moon. The February moon is traditionally called the snow moon, ice moon, storm moon, or hunger moon. Does that last one get you? The hunger moon? A lot of people hate winter, but how much more would you hate it if you knew you were going to be hungry as well? For someone like me who has never truly been hungry, despite doing a 10-day fast at one time, it's hard to imagine. So my choice of moons is closer to the storm moon. Imagine the energy created by a storm. This is not the quiet home energy I was talking about with the black bear moon. It's fast, strong, and intense. It requires you to get up and shovel. (laughs) And while I know storms can back up and seem to go on for days, the energy they require, at least for me, seems short and intense. I go out and shovel, then go back inside. I go out and bring in a bunch of wood, then go back inside. It's not the up at 5 a.m. and go until 10 p.m. that I experience in the summer, even if I get a summer siesta. Thus, since I live in the age of relevant comfort, my choice of names for the February moon is the skier's moon. I love to ski and I can expend a lot of energy skiing. But I'm done and inside by four o'clock. It's intense, but short. So that's the way I've been choosing to expend my winter energy. When I have things I need to do, I take my time, plan them, and then in short blocks of intense energy, I get them done. Theoretically, right? In our world where modern conveniences almost negate the seasons. It's not always possible to expend my energy in this way, but that's my intention. So it's winter. I give myself permission to slow down, to sleep more, to spend an hour talking on the phone with my mom if I want to, to make plans, to get my projects done in short bursts, to ski as much as possible, And tomorrow I will do a big yoga practice to build up some heat. Or maybe the day after that. I give myself permission to decide later. This world, this earth is sacred to me. I believe in tuning into its rhythms. Its heartbeat will support me. 
Don't imagine I'm sitting around my house doing nothing. I'm doing things slowly, deliberately, with intention, in tune with the season. This morning while I sat in meditation, I stoked a huge glowing ember in my heart, filling my body with love and warmth. And then I imagined myself going for a walk in the winter season with my Savior, with Jesus. We didn't talk. We simply walked together. In my mind's eye, Jesus was showing me all that is amazing and beautiful about winter. I saw fields of pure white, untracked snow, rime ice crystals in pine trees, frozen brooks, huge snow-covered mountains, my beloved red rock desert frosted with snow like powdered sugar. I went underground and imagined a mama bear in a den with squirmy, playful cubs. I imagined being with penguins huddled together for warmth against biting wind. Of course, the whole time I was bundled in warm clothing with my ember of love warming me from the inside out. It was a beautiful journey. Which brings me back to the idea of my mother's little poem. Here's my version. The woman breathed on cold fingers as she slowed to contemplate the field of freshly fallen snow. Which way should she go on this journey of life, left or right? As with all such burdensome choices, she paused to check in with her heart. The ember there was burning low. She stoked it with the breath of life, a gift from the Elohim. The ember burst into flame. Better, she thought. Now brimming with love and inspiration, she examined her two choices once more and chose neither. Straight through the middle, she proclaimed, and off she went. That's how winter and its energy are manifesting for me today. Every season has its gifts and challenges. My deliberate choice is to embrace the challenges and share the gifts. So please join Judy and me each week as we share our thoughts about how to navigate this journey one small, deliberate step at a time. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend. That's the hugest thank you you could give us, and it will enable us to keep going. So don't forget to tap into your seasonal energy, and we'll see you next week. Until then, take loving care of yourself. Namaste.